What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Souls. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to Blue in Green Radio's Blue in Green podcast. Uh, my name's Imran. Thank you very much for your time and your company for today's episode. A uh, quick reminder, uh, firstly, that the Blue in Green podcast, as we've said, runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station. Uh, that broadcasts from London uh, but hosts shows from across the world which is very very exciting for us to be able to declare uh, each week uh, you can find us at www.blueingreenradio.com we can find our 24 hours a day stream uh, of, of radio broadcasts and you can find our complete back catalogue of Blue in Green podcast episodes uh, today's episode is really exciting and I'm, I'm really excited to finally have the opportunity Opportunity to kind of uh, have shared time with uh, Nadav Pellet from uh, the incredible uh, and uh, Bisa Orchestra. Um, I, I'm a real fan of the the band and uh, their music. They were so they sort of and kind of are still a Brooklyn-based band. Uh, Nadav has since uh, a few years ago moved to LA, so I believe it, there's there's a lot of travel, which I think we discussed briefly. Uh, as well um, but they were a wonderful companion uh, kind of band for fans of uh, like uh, Anti Balas and uh, Budos band and uh, Minahan Street band all Brooklyn based uh, 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 bands and um, uh, yeah their music fit in fantastic Nadav is from Israel uh, the Ambisa Orchestra is very much a celebration of Ethiopian culture and music and uh, honestly we, we couldn't scream uh, loud enough about how much we love their music um, so with this episode I think I said this episode is sort of very special for me in the, for a few reasons number one as a fan it's great to have this time with Nadav we've been able to champion their last two songs from Chielema to Work uh, and um, there are reviews for each of those on blueingreen.com blueandgreenradio big pun dot uh, coms which I'd urge you to check out um, and one of the most incredible things about the band is their kind of the, the positivity that they exude through their music. So just taking their last two songs that we, we that I mentioned, Chielema, which uh, translates to darkness, which is basically about hope through incredibly dark and difficult times. And this is a song that came out late 2019. Work came out in February 2020, and is a song about kind of sharing in those um, those golden moments in each of our own lives. So it's an incredible amount of just really positive messages and positive energy that they kind of put out in the world. We're now looking at a year which, you know, I don't know how else to say other than it, 2020 has just turned everything, the entire world upside down, where speak, he and I have, Nadav and I speak from our respective quarantine <laughs> locations. Uh, for this episode, we discuss quarantine life uh, through the uh, COVID 
situation and also the US um, a couple of weeks as of this recording a couple of weeks ago still coming to terms with uh, the death of George Floyd um, at the hands of Minnesota police um, we have that discussion as well him Nadav being in LA it's a um, it, you know he's in the thick of it so through all of that I think my preeminent question for Nadav was basically has that message for Anbisa changed has that positivity been been affected has that in fact is that impacted on music that he thinks will subsequently come out there's lots of things to discuss and I was that's this is a question I I was able to pose and we get an answer so you have to tune in uh, a little bit further into the conversation to uh, see what he says and uh, beyond that we have the excellent conversation uh, about the the brand new kind of response to this difficult period and it is the release of the Ambisa Orchestra live at the New City Brewery uh, dated the 22nd of November 2019 this is their uh, project that they have released as a download via Bandcamp with all proceeds going to Black Lives Matter which is an incredible thing so the set is a wonderful introduction to the band, their live performances, their incredible energy and incredible music so I, I hope you'll be inclined to um, check out the uh, check out the band, check out the um, the brand new release as well. So it's a real pleasure to be able to talk to Nadav about just like a hundred things uh, going into this. So it's um, yeah, I really uh, hope you guys will enjoy the episode, as I'm sure you will. Regular listeners of the podcast will know we feature two songs in every episode. Our guest has the luxury of picking our closer, but I have the luxury of picking our opener. And I'm, uh, for my opener, it would be crazy not to pick something from this new live set, which is what we're going to do right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, Nadav Pelid, I very much hope you enjoy the conversation, and uh, thanks very much. Um, we're going to play one, an old Ethiopian tune, and that's called... Yamati Belawif, which means uh, a bird that you can't eat, but it's a metaphor for a girl that you can't get a hold of, can't tie her down, it's freewheeling, is an inspiration to us all. So here's it for all the free thinking women out there. Ah, that's why we play music.
How are you? How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. It's I, nice to nice to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Do you live in LA now, or you you've just been so, there yeah. for this period? No, I've been living in LA for about three years now. I always um, thought you were Brooklyn based. Yeah, well, the band. I mean, we're Brooklyn based, and I I lived in Brooklyn for ten years, and you know, we we started the band and pretty much did most of the work when I was still in Brooklyn, and then uh, some. Uh, personal stuff moved me out uh, here <laughs> and um but and then i still go back you know a lot I, you know usually i'm there you you know once every month and a half or, or so to to work on you know is there specifically like a tour with the band mm. um or you know recording or some other stuff because you know i've been there for a long time and uh, there's all kinds of musical projects that I'm kind of still involved with over there. Mm. Um, yep. So yeah, it's been interesting, but since I moved out uh, here, then I've been actually probably working even harder on, on, you know, promoting the band and putting it out there because every time I go out there, I don't want us to just, you know, do uh, a gig at a club and, and then I get back, you know, I want us to. Mm. How did, how did the two compare sort of uh, being a, like an independent artist in New York as opposed to LA? It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, life in LA, a little easier. Weather is, uh, weather is nicer. And, uh, you know, the gigs pay a little more here, actually. And um, sometimes, you know, I miss that New York edge, though. I mean, everybody's... Kind of that that that's fight that struggle of the city kind of brings in some some energy you know mm. that can't be found in, in other places but but LA you know it's got some great musicians and I've been fortunate to to meet and uh, and get together with with a bunch of people here and that I really love playing with and so I got got stuff here and uh, yeah it's cool you know being bi coastal. <laughs> kind of yeah. <laughs> going from place to place. Uh, I like traveling a lot, so especially now I kind of miss it, you know, traveling mm. for music. Well, I mean, that, yeah. So that was, I kind of said it when we just, as we connected there and I sort of said, how are you? But like, I mean, that that very question really plunges us into the deep end of our conversation really yeah. now. I mean, just to put that comment in perspective, I mean, we're recording this. It's the, for me, it's the 4th of June um, and it's uh, 2020 and both of us are coming off, you know, a two plus month um, uh, quarantine that was, that's been imposed by our respective governments and governments across the world. So we're, we're having to, to deal with life having changed for us. For me, it hasn't been as impactful as I imagine it as it has for you as an independent uh, artist, as a touring artist in ways that you've just explained. So yeah. we definitely want to talk about how you are with that. And then, of course, as if the world couldn't have turned any more upside down, uh again the world and the u.s are reeling from the events in minnesota where uh george floyd had um you know his life taken from him in um unjust 
in an unjust uh, in an unjust way, should we say? Um, I mean, yeah, and, there's, there's no other way to say yeah, it. Yeah. Murdered in the street. It, yeah, in, yeah. Um, third degree, according to Minnesota law. Uh, I think they or, moved or, it now. They moved have it they? Now to like second degree, and now uh, the other cops. Yes, they have. Yeah, uh, I've heard they, that were, part. they were standing around, have been charged. Right. Um, oh, that's yeah. Right. I'd heard about the other police officers. I hadn't heard about um, that his charge had been moved. I mean, I, I believe yeah, so. so. It's a little mm. hard to keep up because there's so much yeah. happening. I'm trying my best and. Um, it's a really, it's a tough time in America. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a citizen. I'm, you know, I'm from Israel originally and I'm, I'm here. Um, and um, I really, I, I try to relate as much as I can. You know, it's, 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 it's just on a human level. It's just so disparaging, you know, what's happening to systemic racism with policing and generally the, quote-unquote system it's happening here with you know for for, for um, um, African Americans and other people of color you know they're just, they're kind of blatantly being targeted and, and you know their their lives are not as easy as you know even I'm, I'm not like you know I wasn't born here but still my complexion is fair so I don't you know I don't need to, to worry about certain things you know walking down the streets and, and just the fact that people have to deal with it in, 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 in this day and age and it's, it's been so long and um, yeah so amidst the whole corona thing this came about and you know it's not just George Floyd there's mm. um, Ahmad Aubrey and Brianna Taylor and you know everybody that yeah. came before it and I, uh, I attended some uh, protests in, in LA um, last week and yesterday so apparently, I didn't even know. I, I learned a lot, and you know, I was kind of oblivious to some things that I'm now going to try to to pay more attention to. So apparently, Black Lives Matter um, have been protesting every week in LA for the past couple of years. And um, oh wow, oh, I didn't know that either. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 and uh, they are basically, you know, asking for the resignation of. Uh, uh, district attorney here that's her name is Jackie Lacey and she's been turning a blind eye to a lot of cops you know cops shooting and killing innocent you know um, black people and um you know apparently there were like no indictment she she, none of these people is like over 600 cases none of them went to trial and yeah, I was, I was just oh shocked, you know, to hear the numbers and, and, you know, they're, they're talking about, uh, um, you know, obviously ending police brutality in some way and, and then, uh, redistributing the, the funds. Cause also like the last, uh, city budget that was proposed here had more than 50% of the budget go to police, you know, in a time where there's a health crisis there's so many people out on the street here in la i mean just uh just a tiny little bit of that budget could do so much good in other places that are so much more productive and create a real change for for the better you know and actually sustain Mm -hmm. sustain like a well-being of communities 
So I also hear, so last night I was at, at a protest here and, and uh, I have to say that it was, it was pretty uh, amazing. A lot of people came out. Uh, it's, you know, COVID wise, I guess it's a little hard to, but, but, uh, you know, masks on as much distancing as possible, but there were thousands of people and they were, amazing. you know, for the cause and so much care, you know, you see, you'd see, you know, people of all colors, races, all walks of life, whatever, they came together and lots of people just hang, handing out, like people just bought supplies, water and snacks. People were standing in corners, you know, just, you know, being like, you know, making sure people have water and hand sanitizer and, and sunscreen. Amazing. It was it was really beautiful to see. Um, and yeah, and, and then I heard that they actually made some changes. I think they're taking about $150 million off the police budget that was proposed. So oh, wow. things are, things are happening. It's yeah, the, yeah. the, I mean, it sounds, I mean, like you said, you, you described that, that kind of scene as beautiful in its, in its own way. I mean, how would you kind of say the mood is like, because obviously I suppose the, how the mood is where you are, because obviously anger has been a, 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 a predominant emotion. Um, I, and it, you know, it's funny cause there was also that to, you know, the the bird watching incident from my oh, yeah. oh my God, yeah so I mean it's such a it's a comparatively small uh, thing to you know compared to the, the the death of 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 one man but it's it it was very um a pointed kind of example of of kind of how things can be in in the states and the power that she felt she had at her disposal as a as a white woman. Um, and being able to just use the terms African-American man, you know, he's, you know, she said she threatened her yeah, she, dog, she, she, but she, right. she was manhandling the thing in the video herself. But like, it's, it's just like, I think that, that as a precursor to, to you know, to George, uh, George Floyd's death was kind of a very, you know a kind of a good an interesting preview as to what how emotions can be in the states and how perspectives can be and then this happened and it obviously blew everything up yeah yeah you can really like you said it, it just it just um amplifies and, and shows magnifies sorry like just um how pe people are aware of it you know they, they do know it's there the the, the privilege and the you know and the systemic racism and, and, and just to, to for her for that particular lady to, to to have the you know the audacity to just use that and just you know because of something so trivial like she wasn't obviously feeling threatened she was just you know mm -hmm. minorly discomforted or something like that she just wasn't feeling like taking orders from from an african-american person or something so she was like mm -hmm. yeah let me put him in his place just the fact that people can use that is just it's terrible and it's it's good that it's brought into our attention you know it, you know i again I, I'm, I'm learning a lot of new things and i'm gonna you know do all that i can to to keep keep being aware of these things and and try to do something for the better or you know, mm. and and a, and a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of 
a lot of people who are not in the African uh, uh, African American community are, are realizing that as well, and and waking up and, and and go like, okay, you know, I've been. You're right. There's things that either I didn't see or maybe I didn't pay attention because it wasn't because I, I wasn't interested enough or it was a little uncomfortable. But this is uh, this is just going too far. Like this is somewhere where we can't keep, you know, keep not seeing it or not acknowledging it, you know. Yeah. And somebody is sitting on somebody's neck for eight minutes and you see how uh, nonchalant he is about it. It's, you know. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was almost the thing that Amy Cooper had kind of, the lady with the in, in the, from the park, it was almost like that was what she was threatening him with. Mm-hmm. you know in that right. moment and then just the following week it's you know just what what her words were and what she was hoping to almost incite by those words almost came to fruition mere yeah. days later which is horrific yeah yeah but it's uh, incredible that you were there that like that you're taking part in in protests um, like this it's it's always incredible when people take that stand I'm I'm trying I'm trying because uh, again because of my status here it's a little tricky because uh, you know f- for some reason there is some unrest and the cops decide to you know go crazy or whatever if I get arrested mm. I might have you know serious right. issues so I I go as much as I can uh, I'm, I was happy that yesterday even with the uh, with the, that really huge amount of people. Everything was calm, you know, um, everything was uh, really, it was It was just great. Again, I mean, it was just, uh, people came together, they were for the cause, the, the cops, they didn't, um, you know, the, the National Guard seemed a little excessive, but, but they didn't do mm-hmm. anything, you know, they didn't spray tear gas or, or anything, so I was happy about that, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, and to answer your question about the the feeling that I, I I felt, you know, there's there's very just anger, you know, there's speakers there, and it's good to see, and they they brought in uh, families of, of victims, you know, police brutality and police killings, and it's a very strong, you know, testimonies, and also the, 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 I think there's this, a, a a feeling of hope as well, you know, when they see so many people coming together and mobilizing and it's pretty much daily i believe and, and the fact that it's happening and if i'm not mistaken i think it's happening in every state you know wow. so it is becoming a national movement and at this point i'm hoping that that the government won't be able to ignore it you know yeah and incredibly this was the the only thing that got people talking about something other than quarantine life and coronavirus, and it took months for there to be another conversation. And right. this is a, the sad thing is that this, you know, it came in this form. But I mean, from that point, how how was how is how was quarantine life for you? As we as I mentioned, um, you know, being a an independent artist who relies on that travel and those performances and sort of being out to kind of spread the word and things like that how's how's that time been has it impacted you a tremendous amount 
Um, yeah, I mean, definitely it, it, it's not easy um, for me or, or, or any of my other musician friends. It's uh, first off, you know, just economically work is pretty much non-existent. Um, if you make most of your living actually playing, you know, gigs and, and touring, um, then you don't really have a, a safety net. And when that stops, you know, then it's it's quite a problem. So there's that, you know, some kind of a you know survival standpoint that is um, that is pressing. Um, there have been a few uh, grants. Uh, obviously, there have been many many applications. You know, so everybody's trying to get some help from from all kinds of organizations here and abroad um and people are are trying to you know do more stuff at home i, I guess but uh, you know um it's not you know it's not always easy and uh, just the aspect you know for us for example for this orchestra uh, our way of operation is very it's close-knit and uh it's a tight group and and also when we record for example everything is analog so you know it's not really something that we can do at home yeah. um and we we really miss that interaction you know with people you know you you because i i work on a lot of music during the day and practice you know my instrument but it's just um you understand how powerful this thing is of playing with people playing for people because it's not just doing the music which is it's also in itself a great relief like the fact that we do have that in our life you know it's it's very helpful to have some kind of art that you can express yourself with or you can spend time doing it's very helpful during a quarantine you know when you can't really do any, anything else but um that energy of playing with people that you you know, you feel akin to and, and, and playing it for a room full of people or even even a few people, you know, but mm. somebody. And it's just this unexplained energy that is very, we're all missing it. Like it's, I, I hear it all the time. Like I talk to my friends and, you know, just um, waiting for the days where we can play again, you know, play, play out again. I mean, it's not just like a, you know, a concert is like an Instagram live thing or, or something like that, you know, um, it's actual outside playing with people. And so we hope, we hope that, you know, there has been like kind of an arms race for, for, um, either treatments or vaccine for the, for for COVID-19. So you gotta, gotta try and stay hopeful. We actually, we actually did um, work on a new tune um, in a way that we've never worked on before. Where everybody records their part Amazing. in a computer. Yeah, yeah. I've been, you know, so I've been very analog oriented and not very computery. But this thing kind of actually made me, you know, it obligated me to, to to try and do stuff with with the computer because you know just to make uh, you know for work and stuff like that. If I just offering re- remote recordings or whatever for people. Um, so I had to do it, which was good. You know, it's a good thing to learn. And nowadays, 
um, technology is there. Mm. So it's cool, like to know that if there's a crisis and there's still m- new music coming out, we could we can do it. It's it's not gonna be my favorite way of doing it, but but um, the option is there. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. Have, has it been a like a a creative period for yourself? You know, I know you've mentioned this this let's say one song, but like, has it? Have you been? In, in creative in yourself in terms of song ideas for future projects and things like that yeah i mean it, it kind of comes in waves you know some days are more um productive than others but um and and yeah it's it's not all it wasn't all directed um for Andesa, like not all of the creative uh, um energy <laughs> But uh, maybe I should spend some more time on more more stuff around Vesa. But you know, I just kind of try. <laughs> like I I was telling myself that whatever idea I have right now, you know, whatever it is, just try to run with it, and then I'll figure out when and what to do with it, if if at all. But I'm just so I have been working on all kinds of stuff. I I, I play with um, I don't know if you uh, ever heard of him, but I think you might. Uh, I play with a singer called, his name is Gili Yalo. He's an Ethiopian singer from Israel. No, I don't. I'm not familiar with the name. So I think you like his music. And um, yeah, he's he's great. And um, and we've been working on some stuff together as well. So we're going kind of back and forth on, on a lot of things. That's exciting. So I've never heard you yeah. uh, perform with a vocalist uh, or the Ambisa songs that I've heard, obviously, of instrumental bass, the ones I've yeah, heard yeah, anyway. Yeah. But, so that, that's quite exciting. That, yeah, it'll be quite interesting to hear that. We have played w- w- with uh, with Gili. Um, I play with him in his project, and he's been uh, doing a lot of stuff, you know, in Europe and some stuff in, in the States the last couple of years. So that was cool. And then usually whenever he was in the States, we would also kind of do... Cause the, his backing band when he's here is practically on this orchestra. It just has a, a smaller oh, wow. group. So we would usually do like a show with Ambessa and featuring him. And we love it. Yeah, having a vocalist is uh, is always great. And it even it activates the crowd even, you know, even more than, than usual. You know? mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, sort of coming off of that sort of, in terms of both of the situations that we've discussed um, over the last few months with with yourself and how it's been, but you've kind of come up with a really fantastic response, uh, I, I think, to, to both with the release of the new uh, the live project through your Bandcamp page, which is really exciting. Uh, so this is it was recorded in November uh, 2019 at the New City Brewery, right? Yes, in uh, in uh, East Hampton, Massachusetts, right, um, and that is uh, that is a range. It's it's uh, this production company out there called uh, Laudable Productions, and they do this thing called Planetary Party that brings in a lot of uh, you know quote unquote. I don't really necessarily like the term, but just for the sake of making it easier, world music. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they brought in. A bunch of great artists and we've played there a few times and the crowd is is amazing and they're really interested in different uh, cultures and different music and and, and yeah and, and 
so yeah we wanted to we got this recording it's kind of a field recording but it's a it's a pretty good quality one and it has that raw feeling and it was a very it, it was a particularly good set um and it really captures the vibe so at first you know we, we were gonna release it uh, that was before the mass protesting started um so we it was just kind of like doing something for, for the fans and bringing those live vibes, you know, to, to people's houses and, and, um, just kind of, you know, we can't go out and hear music right now. And, um, so here is like a live thing that's really popping and, you know, you can put it on and maybe, you know, have a, have one or two friends or something, whatever is legally, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, appropriate, uh, uh, you know, for where you are in the world and just uh, hang out and enjoy it. And it's also, yeah, uh, a way to maybe support the band somehow. But then uh, when this started, we decided uh, that, that all of the proceeds will go to Black Lives Matter. Amazing. Because, yeah, the, 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 the cause is just, uh, it's just uh, too important to not to not give and 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 again like like i mentioned before some of us you know because of our status here of not being citizens we all have visas we're legal don't worry but uh <laughs> but um but uh, it 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 might uh, make it a little difficult for us to be to participate as much as we would like and that is our best way you know to give back that is our resource you know the music and so you know we hope we hope a lot of people are going to be interested and you know people can um enjoy some some cool music that they like and uh and uh donate to a good cause yeah absolutely it's a it's obviously it's a fantastic uh cause and it's a it's a great thing for you to have done um like i said it's sort of the perfect response to both things um you know in terms of it's born of of sort of creativity in its own way and you're supporting a wonderful uh movement in of itself so it's yeah a very inspiring thing to have done um i know that just sort of live performances are, are a real kind of they're a very defining element of anvisa i think in yourself i mean uh, I think when we had a, we had an email Q and A um, uh, not too, you know some months ago with right. the last single, and I know one of the things that you talked about, you know, we, we asked you about that about performing live, and you had said, you know, whether it's just uh, twenty people or six thousand, you know, we I think the phrase you used was we hit it hard. Yeah, and that's the instruction beforehand. You suit up and then you go on stage and you give everything there. So I, I think kind of knowing that about your music, having a a 15 track live uh set available uh is really yeah it's a very exciting uh prospect for just something to really enjoy yeah yeah i hope i hope again i hope it'll bring bring some some uh some joy and uplifting spirits to, to people right now you know there's there's a lot going on obviously there's a lot going on and uh yeah they they can again they can have a good time and and give out some money to a well, well needed uh, thing. So that that's mm -hmm. great, and definitely, yeah, hit it hard is the you know <laughs> all, all of the band members they know it. <laughs> um, that's the that's the catchphrase <laughs> before every show. 
<laughs> and yeah, we really, I mean, we try to take our role, you know, as musicians, you know, try to make an impact on somebody's life. You know, it could be, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be in a, a grand old way, you know, of mm. changing their lives or, or whatever, but just making it better for that one night that they're seeing us or when they listen to a record if it was I, I really think that all of us in the band are trying to really channel those energies when, when we play together and there's a, there's a, a strong camaraderie as well with the band so i feel like it's it's uh really coming out um in the live performances yeah and you guys have been together since 2012 is that right was it 2012? I think it was 2014. Okay. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, that was the first gig. 2012 is when I moved back to New York after. Okay, right, I, right, right. I, I lived in New York in 2007 and 2000, 2009, and then I went back to Israel for a little while, and, and I got back to New York. And yeah, we started, I think our first gig was either March or April of 2014. Yeah. And what what are your memories of the first gig? Oh man, I mean, it was actually <laughs> it was actually a pretty good first gig. It's funny because there's footage of it. There's like it's oh, still wow. on YouTube. Maybe I should take it down. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't sound that bad. But you see, like all of the musicians are playing with like uh, with uh, sheet music and stuff like that. Because it was right. like it was. I think it was kind of also like random maybe somewhat like last minute and we were like okay let's do it and, and we had just been rehearsing for maybe i don't know we had like three rehearsals or wow, something before that brave. yeah so <laughs> and then the second gig was at brooklyn bowl somehow which was awesome wow. yeah <laughs> yeah so then the third was madison square garden yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the rest is history, and now talking to you from my private jet. Um, no, <laughs> no um, but yeah, I mean that was pretty. That was pretty uh, intense, like doing uh, doing Brooklyn Bowl. But we were we were uh, way more prepared after that first gig, and <laughs> yeah, and, and then uh, we don't do sheet music anymore unless we we right. have like an extended uh, family of of subs in the band because it's a large band and in new york you know a lot of people are, are busy so um and there's traveling and stuff like that so mm. we do have a like uh, for example billy who's yeah i was part, gonna ask you part, about billy yeah yeah he's a, a part definitely a part a major part of the extended family and uh we love working with him in the studio as well and mm. it's just uh, such a it's, He's just got this touch, you know, for whatever he does, whether it's playing or engineering or, you know, uh, his writing, or producing, everything. He's, it's just so musical, you know. He's, he's in tune to music in a very, in a very high level. And he's, like, he's also, like, really young. So that's uh, mm -hmm. very inspiring. And obviously, yeah, and he's, uh, we're discussing about Billy Orkstick, obviously, from Dollar yeah, Records. Right. And he, he's obviously credited as, as trumpeter for the new live set as well, which is a really uh, exciting addition to the lineup. To yeah, actually yeah, yeah. I, I know he performed with you guys quite a lot um, and obviously has a hand in the last few singles in terms of mixing and through Hive Mind, which is his studio. But I, I, it would be great to have that, you know, experience of listening to you guys actually play together, which is wonderful. 
Yeah, we've had we've had a lot of performances with him. Um, our regular trumpet player Wayne Tucker, he's a, an amazing trumpet player, and he's been with us since the starting of the band. He has been just uh, fortunately for him extremely busy with some other projects that got him touring a lot uh, in in Europe. So fortunately, uh, Billy was you know he, he was really down and also available for for a lot of the gigs and it, it works so well like his spirit works with this music mm. um really really well and we've got to play a lot together which is great mm. and uh, he's obviously another strong advocate for uh analog recording uh mm. and recording music uh sort of in that uh, kind of to tape in that sort of environment through his uh, studio, which we just mentioned, Hive Mind. And yeah. you've done your last few singles through there as well, haven't you? Yeah, the last two and uh, definitely planning on doing more there. Um, um, the plan was, you know, right before the COVID thing started was that I was uh, going to start working on a new EP for us to, to release because we released those two singles which was mm-hmm. great yeah but i wanted to have something that's a little longer i didn't know if it should be a record per se but something that's longer and something that we can put on vinyl because people um are really reacting to the vinyl as well and yeah. i like it as well you know it's, mm. it's just a it's a thing it's like a baby you know it's a joyous occasion when it comes out like it's, it's real so um that was the plan and um i kind of got sidetracked you know because of the covid and just uh trying to try to hustle and find some 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 occasional online work and and some other projects that have occurred but that this new tune that we um we are working on and we'll see what's going to be happening with the release of it um we will definitely, even if we release it now, we will definitely go into the studio and and record that. And hopefully by the time we can do that, I'll have about uh, four or five other tunes um, wow. ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Including one of them that would have been created <laughs> through the uh, Facebook or Instagram yeah. live that you mentioned earlier, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's very cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, it'll make a great addition. Um. There was something else I wanted to, to to mention actually while you were talking before because uh, it's just funny that you mentioned that the sort of the term world music because I've mm-hmm. I've kind of had a few recent conversations with people uh, who and you know the terms come up just sort of randomly just uh, why well, I thought it was interesting you mentioned it as well but and one person agreed with you and really disliked the term but another conversation I had for one of these podcasts was someone defending. Uh, the term saying, "Hey, why do people get mad every time I say world, mu- world yeah. music? People get angry at me. You know, like it's a it's a dirty word or something like that." I was just curious. Can I ask your kind of stance on on the word? Like you've mentioned, you didn't take to I, it. Yeah, I just feel you know, I you know, I use it just because it's easy. You know, that's that's how these words or you know definitions come out, right? I mean, it's some mm. somebody needs to define it, a record label or. A, critic or something and it's just like world music i mean the people make music in the world like okay where it's like it also kind of puts everything together okay because this is there's we play music our music um you know is obviously the heaviest influence is ethiopia you know east Mm -hmm. africa very 
but but if you say world music then people might think of the you know some, some people usually think of some west african stuff with some you know percussion thing going and you know and, and just like uh i don't know live aid situation <laughs> it's like trying to bring in like a, maybe a marimba you know some african elements you know every every place has its unique uh things so i just i kind of feel like it bands together people maybe it, it creates this conception for people like oh world music is this but mm. um you know, it's uh, it's all different. I I don't particularly you know hate the term. And oh, again, yeah. and way be- before when I was talking about it, I was saying that in order to make it shorter, I'll call it world music. But the whole introduction made it a long thing, so <laughs> I kind of shot myself <laughs> in the foot there. But because <laughs> well, no, I I. I... I think the term is a really interesting one as well, because I think if you look at, say, Western music, you, you can break it down into very finite genres. But as soon as it comes from a different part of the world, it's like, well, let's just clump it all into one genre of world music. Right. You know, we can have pop, we can have soul, R&B, jazz, uh, rock, indie rock, grunge rock over here. But if you are doing that music from a different part of the world, and right, it's, the it's same all a world. Thing, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, let's just put it into that one category, which I find an interesting term as a result. It's kind of like, well, it's a bit short-sighted, you know, to just dump it into that because there are genres that maybe it still fits into just because it's in another language doesn't mean it isn't jazz, you know, yeah. or something like that. So yeah, I always find that, that as a conversation interesting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, yeah, I do understand that it, you know, you go to a record store, then, you know, if if they don't right. want to work too hard, they're going to put world. Maybe <laughs> they, they usually, I think that, you know, from what I've seen in recent years, they would do world. And then in, their, in that category, they'll have like some kind of thing like uh, West Africa, Mali, uh, uh, Indian music, uh, Bulgarian music, and so on and so forth. Like uh, maybe some you know like crazy reissue japanese uh red funk from the 70s mm. yeah <laughs> but mm. so yeah so, you know it's these are all kind of commercial terms as well but yeah somebody's got to think of that too i guess we yeah. sell those <laughs> records <laughs> yeah but i actually working from a that you know that works as a really good segue actually so the next thing something else i was desperate to talk to you about mm-hmm. was the um the rhapsody remastered uh project which oh. uh was a really interesting thing uh, from united airlines where they've been using um gershwin's uh theme as their as their own theme for for some years and then they kind of took well i'll, I'll let you set up but it's basically they approached four different uh uh collectives to kind of recreate this theme from different parts of the world is that is that right yeah so it was it was a very cool initiative so they they actually had the publishing rights i think for it and they were using it for for a long time and i think we did it at the end of 2000 or maybe early i think it was end of 2018 and um in 2019 i think uh, the Gershwin, the Rhapsody in Blue became a uh, public domain. So they wanted to do something with it or, or something like that to celebrate, or it was just turning a hundred. There was something. And mm. they, they approached um, 
for artists, like we were the only band actually. It was mainly like solo artists um, from different places in the world. It was two from the States and we were the New York one and there was uh, LA as well. And uh, mm-hmm. then Berlin and, and Paris. Yes. And uh, to, to reimagine, recreate um, the, the, the piece uh, in their own, you know, in their kind of style and vibe and how they approach music. And it was it was cool because we got on a first of all, I got it. It was kind of out of the blue, you know, got an email about it. And my first thought was it, it kind of was, are they bullshitting me? I mean, is this... <laughs> Like, it was from I, United I, Airlines. They it was, themselves, it was, or it was from a, a music uh, licensing company, right? Uh, that you know ended up being they, they were super cool, you know, great to work with. And but the the first thing was like, get out of here! This this looks. I, I don't. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know if I should respond to it. But then, but then I was like, oh, I mean, they're they're offering. It's a it's a cool thing, and you know, the budget was also good. And, um, and, and, um, yeah, so I, I gave him a call, we talked it out and, and it came about and I remember we had this, uh, there were a few kind of calls, you know, like conference calls, very corporate, not, not my world at all. Um, and, um, and, but they were like, we want you to do whatever you want. Pretty much. We want you to do however you, re- you imagine it. And um, and I got to work on on capturing it. So I knew that I would have that there was you know one main theme that that everybody knows it. So that's mm. like it's kind of like a you know a songbird in, in going into song, and that was the part that I actually messed with a lot the, the most because I kept the melody as it is, but I put it on this uh, riff that's in a very kind of poignant Ethiopian scale called Anchihoye. So it's got this like sharp kind of somewhat of a dissonance, but it's working really, really well. And yeah, and I got to, I took a few other themes and I wanted to show a few elements uh, that, of uh, Ethiopian music that, that we deal with. So some a few rhythms and, uh, and a few scales, like I said, and, um, and we, yeah, we got to the studio. They, they were really, they were also like really fascinated with the, you know, with the element of, of working in the studio. Cause we were again, the only band and we did it pretty much on pretty much analog. Like we, we mixed, we mixed like to the board, but then, through a computer, but then, you know, recorded the tape and then mixed and then sent back to tape. So it's almost analog Mm -hmm. completely. Um, And um, uh, so they were, yeah, they were really interested in that uh, facet and they came out to see a show and they, you know, they did footage, which was great footage. Um, So the whole experience, yeah, it it was actually a great experience. I'm happy we did it. And um, most of the videos got response like uh, United throws uh, they they throw people out of their airplanes and whatever. It's like not not related to the music at all. It's like you know you do all this work. It's like they they were working on it. They made a great video and did this whole thing. And it was you know 
somebody's like completely <laughs> but, Gosh. but it's funny you know it's funny and uh yeah super fun project um very interesting and i hope we'll we'll have some more opportunities like that uh, in the future yeah it must have been really uh exciting to to have been asked to partake i mean the, the lineup was was excellent from i think chloris the 14 from paris as you mentioned right lowly from la and Low charlotte Leaf. dos santos uh from berlin who i'm a big fan of i think she's amazing so it's kind of cool to see uh that this collection of artists still kind of yeah everybody's the same super task. different super different so yeah every time that happens you're kind of like oh i wonder what these people will do i wonder what yeah you know and um yeah it was it was cool it's it's a really i mean i thought it was just as a company you know they're, they're an airline company they don't have to do that they you know they, their right, business yeah. would run anyway but they kind of took the initiative to do something cool and to it also supports in independent uh, artists you know so mm, yeah i was yeah i was really grateful to take to take a part of it and and kind of proud of what, what we made of it because uh really the, the band you know we we did it all in the studio i don't even think we we rehearsed it you know i came in with the arrangement i might have sent them like a very rough sketch just to kind of, I was like, you know, use your imagination. And, uh, and we came in and they just, uh, they crushed it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's a, it's, it is a great version. It's a, it's a brilliant version of the, of, of, of the song. So it's, yeah, you must be incredibly proud of it. You mentioned that, um, you got, <laughs> that there were a few kind of corporate calls and you said, it's not yeah. really your world. I mean, <laughs> as an independent artist, how do you, how do you find navigating that aspect of of things you know where you have to kind of ha be a part of of those kind of calls and you know you're obviously having to promote Ambisa and everything that you do right. in how how do you find that as an independent artist i think it's it's something that you learn um for me it also started with just uh because when we play i'm kind of the mc as well um, which wasn't necessarily like my, my strongest suit, but I feel like it's gone, it's gotten way better and you just learn to, to do it. So you learn to, to be your own marketing guy or, you know, you learn to be the guy that does the contracts and, and the guy that's talking about, uh, you know, talking with, uh, with a company about something, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's, you, you just got to pick it up and, and it's very important. Um, for me, I, you know, I always try to do it. I know that the, like the PR thing, when we get to it or social media, I, I really try to, to do it and to learn about it and whatever it was, um, because these days that's pretty much what's happening. And, uh, I'm sure like I'm talking to, when I talk to my other musician friends, I, they, they, most of them have the same sentiment. You, you do it a lot, then you get really depressed by it, and you maybe get <laughs> get off it for like a day, but then you keep going because you're like, okay, yeah. right, this is this is what we're doing. But it's good, you know. It's good to have a skill, like kind of gathering some other skill sets, um, especially in this day and age. You know, for for a musician, not you know, kind of know a little bit more each time of how to take care of yourself and how to present yourself and how to try and make 
you know, more people know about you because, you know, you want, you want people to, you're releasing this music because you want to reach out, reach out to people. Yeah. Mm. Do you find it difficult from like, I mean, we've obviously talked about recording to analog and having uh, that kind of affection for a vinyl release. Uh, but as an independent artist, you know, you, you can't look past, I suppose, the Spotify generation. And, but do you, I mean, do you feel your music is a fit for that? Do you find yourself, do you have to work particularly hard to kind of have your music available in, in that kind of context and to get it known in that context? Or are you... Well, you de you definitely that. definitely have to have it there, you know. Mm. Definitely have to have it there. I wish they would do more, you know, for artists, um, yeah. um, payment wise. Uh, um, I think they they are definitely in the position that they can do it, you know, just a little more. But uh, but it also is a platform for people to discover new music. So there's that. For example, like we we got on. A Spotify playlist, like an editorial playlist, uh, a little while ago, and um, it's a playlist that's dedicated to. Uh, you might be hearing my cat. I'm sorry. I, I, I <laughs> can, but that's perfectly fine. That's <laughs> yeah, that's my, my little lion. He's the mascot. <laughs> is that um, is that his name, Lion? No, his name is. Oh, okay. His name is, is far away from Lion. It's, it's, it's Mishmish. It means apricot. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. That is <laughs> yeah. pretty far. That's okay. Yeah. He sounds very nice, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely is. Um, but because um, on Bessa, I don't know if somebody, it, 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 for those of you who are not aware, on Bessa in uh, Amharic, the language of Ethiopia means lion. Um, mm. so the lion imagery is strong. Yes, um, so yeah, so, so when we got on that playlist, it, it really upped our, our exposure and there's more, way more, uh, followers and way more, uh, monthly listeners. Um, so that was obviously good. And, you know, having your music ex exposed in a lot of countries, cause not all the times, especially if you're an independent artist, um, not all the time and you know again doing it all yourself and learning on the go i probably have forgotten to reach out to like uh you know distributors for 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 the vinyl and whatever like you know uh outside of the states and whatever so you know if they can't get the vinyl at least they can get the music online yeah um and then maybe you know maybe they'll buy the vinyl on spotify if they if on uh sorry bandcamp if they really like it and that's uh more of a artist friendly website yeah um so yeah, yeah you know this obviously there's I, I think they can do more and especially like right now with the COVID thing so they they set up this thing where people can contribute and donate to artists um you know right on their page but you know they could have also you know with the amount of money that they're bringing in especially now with people kind of um consuming music and content even more because they're just home and hanging out and want to do stuff and they could have maybe uh you know yeah dug in a little a little deeper and yeah i, I appreciate the, the sentiment and, and what they're doing but yeah 
Yeah, I think I had seen something on on like I didn't click the link, but I think on, on Facebook earlier there said that like f- you buy a single from someone's Bandcamp page for say whatever a dollar, um, it equals the amount that the artist gets through five hundred Spotify plays. I don't know if that's accurate or oh, anything. Wow. You, you, you might um, be able. To, I don't know if that's. So it's it's a little it's a little strange. Yeah, I think they pay about zero point zero zero six cents or something for play so it kind of makes sense i mean uh band can't take they take uh i think 15 percent but i mean so if you sell a record or uh, you know whether it be uh physical or or digital if you say sell a record for like ten dollars you you get about you know eight or seven uh out of it so that's that's way more than if somebody if somebody listens to your whole record probably a million times in repeat, then yeah. maybe you'll make seven dollars off, you know. Mm. Off, uh, yeah, jeez, wow, it's brutal, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want the algorithm to hear me though. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we won't have any more plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there'd be several artists that would be a. Uh, not comp, not flattering about their about Spotify costs yeah. and things. So. Yeah, I mean the 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 thing is, I don't know. I mean, unless everybody, all of the artists decide to get off it, but you know, you you got to be on that platform. It's like social media. Yeah. I mean, you got to be, yeah, got to be there. And social yeah. media has been kind of you know, there's always talk about the fact that you know, if you make your make your page a, a band profile or an, or a business, then it's the it's going to make it harder for you to actually reach people organically without promoting, without paying for sponsored content. And you do feel it uh, a lot of the times. And, mm. But uh, that is the world we live in. Yeah. And I guess on that note, I mean, the, I mean, you know, like I mentioned about having the, uh, the wonderful fortune of sort of being able to review your last few singles. Um, I'm probably going to pronounce these incorrectly, so I apologize. But uh, so we had Weriki. Uh, is, is that is that correct? So that, that's pronounced work, actually. Work. W- work. Gosh. It's like this is why you need yeah, lyrics in your song, so I yeah. can hear, <laughs> so I I know, I can hear yeah. you say. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the translation for that one was was gold, and it was a song about these. About celebrating those golden moments in, uh, in 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 all of our in all of our lives, and then the the song before that was the celebration of well hope, and it was trying yeah. to put that perspective. And I've always written when I write about you guys, I talk about that kind of inspirational perspective and um, that that sort of just general pure and positive energy that you're putting out there with your music i mean with recent events that we've discussed over the last few months has that wavered for you at all are you still as committed to that positive outlook that optimism that and that inspiration of hope and everything or has your message been affected do you think at all uh no always committed always committed i mean it's um you know you acknowledge the hard parts you know you don't ignore them it's not like a blind optimism but you know that that there could be a better you know a better future ahead and and 
that's what we've seen actually you know we've seen for example with the with the covid thing um a lot of places well i guess this, the states obviously it's been poorly run right now but uh, but even even in the states a lot of places you know you, you hear more um more and more stories of, of people coming together as like a communal sense of you know care for people uh people helping out elderly people uh when they can't leave and obviously the protests right now so it is a terrible instance you know what what caused them but the fact that they are happening is a it's a much needed you know movement happening here and the the, the amount of uh, the numbers of people coming out and the different you know people you know that are coming out it's, it's not it's all kinds of people you know and they're all together mm-hmm. in this thing they want to make a difference and they they have been and they and they will i'm sure i mean it's, you can't you just can't ignore it yeah amazing it's a yeah perfect um well just to say i mean firstly thanks so much for your time i've i really wanted to talk to you for for a really long time so thank you um uh, congratulations on all your successes so far and obviously with the release of the new live uh set which uh i, I couldn't be more excited about I'll, I'll be uh purchasing the full set from Bandcamp with enthusiasm and uh also the happiness of knowing that the money's going to go to a wonderful cause as well right we Got to say it again. So all of the, all of the proceeds will go to Black Lives Matters. So please uh, check it out and uh, give generously. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, we talked about uh, uh, picking a closing song for the, uh, for the the show. It could be uh, anything from Mbiso Orchestra's uh, catalog, something from the live set, or just something that you are just genuinely a, a fan of and has served of, as great inspiration to you. So did you have a moment to pick something out? Yeah, so I was thinking that the Chelema, our 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 single that we released in in October, could be a good a good uh, thing because it it means darkness and it, it it approaches the you know if 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 uh, work is the gold gold moments and, and moments of happiness then then Chelema is the complete opposite is acknowledging you know the the crisis crises happening in in the world right now and and powering through them um so hopefully that would be that would be uh some a, a nice message to end on and 